All right, today um, I'm going to share a lesson with you guys from the scriptures, uh, and uh, and then we're going to close out with a song. That's that will uh, will we'll end our worship time together, uh, and then we'll have plenty of time to fellowship afterwards. Uh, but we are continuing a series that we're doing on the Beatitudes. Um, I'm going to read our text to us again from Matthew chapter five. If you've missed any part of this series, you can just go to our website, GarthStateChurch.com, and that's where the recordings are. And you can go listen to the ones prior to this. But let me read this text to you again. Matthew chapter five, beginning in verse one, it says, Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the, the beginning of one of the greatest sermons ever. It's the first fully recorded sermon that we have of Jesus. And it's amazing how Jesus starts this sermon out. He starts the sermon by taking many things that you and I are comfortable with and just flipping them upside down. And that's what we're studying together now is we're going through each of these, uh, what we call Beatitudes, and we're really dissecting them and trying to understand what is it about spirituality? What is it that God values that we need to understand in our hearts today? So today... We're going to look at verse five. This is the one that we're on next. It's blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Jesus said there, in Matthew five, verse five. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, often I have in my life and many people do, I think, associate meekness with weakness. And I'm not exactly sure why we do that. I mean, uh, maybe because they rhyme, but uh, maybe not. I don't know. But often when we talk about meekness, it's not a quality that we uh, look at as, uh, as an asset in our life. In fact, often as humans, we think of meekness as more of a liability, you know, something that we need to grow from or, or, or change or remove from our life. But the Bible teaches us that God actually values meekness. In fact, it's the meek, Jesus says, that will inherit the earth. So as you know, the, the, the New Testament was not written in English. It was written mostly in Greek, a little bit of Aramaic. And so most of us read translations of it. So one thing that you can do is you can go back to the original Greek words and look at them, and they can kind of give you a little more context as to what uh, the, 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 the scriptures are trying to teach us. So when you look at the, the uh, Greek uh, word for meekness, it's kind of what you think it would be. It's often translated gentle, or it means mild or humble. And that Greek word that we see here actually appears four different times throughout the New Testament. It's uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, which we just read, Matthew 11, verse 29, 
Matthew 21, verse 5, and 1 Peter 3, verse 4. So those are the four times that that word appears. Probably one of my favorite of those four times is when Jesus uses the word meekness to describe himself. Listen to this. This is Matthew chapter 11, verses, uh, beginning verse 28. It says, Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn from me, Jesus said, for I am gentle, or meek is the word, and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. What an incredible invitation from Jesus. Jesus said, are you tired? Are you weary? He says, come to me. Take my yoke on you. He's referring to a yoke, a, a tool that was used to, to attach two oxen together as they were plowing the field. And he's, it, it was something that they carried. He says, take my weight. Take my, my, take, take my way because my way is easy and my burden is light. Because then he describes himself as humble and gentle of heart. So, so we've got to really think, is, if we think that meekness or gentleness is a liability, then we're forgetting that it's a word that Jesus used to describe himself. We're dismissing Jesus himself if we don't accept that. This word, now we're going to take a little bit a deeper look into this word meekness, because it does appear uh, multiple times. In fact, it, it appears in various variations throughout the New Testament. Let me read you a couple of these. And let me, let me just, just warn you as I read these. This is hard. It's actually, I think, you know, personally, I think sometimes we avoid meekness, not so much because we think it's some sort of weakness, but because I think in honesty, we know what it means. And it's just not something we like to do. It's not something that we want to embrace. Listen to some of these scriptures that actually have variations of that Greek word meekness in there. All right, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna warn you, this is, this is not easy. <laughs> this is some challenging stuff. Galatians chapter five, verse 23. It's talking about the fruits of the spirit. One of them, it says, is gentleness. Well, that's actually the, the, the Greek, a variation of the Greek word of meekness. That is a fruit of the spirit. What does that mean? That means that it is an evidence. It is something that is produced in our hearts when we are people who live by the spirit. So if we have God's spirit in us, which the Bible says we do, a fruit of, of that is meekness. That's what it says, Galatians 5, 23. Galatians 6, verse 1. Here's another place where this word appears. It says, if a brother or sister is caught in sin, it, it tells us that we need to go and help them, but it says we need to do it with gentleness or this word meekness. So we, we're pretty good at, you know, when we see things in each other's lives, we're, we're pretty involved in each other's lives. And if there's something that we need to change, we're often quick to let each other know. But what the Bible teaches us is how to do it is that it should be done with a, a meekness, a gentleness. And it even tells us you got to be careful because 
you can get sucked up in it as well. You can become like the person that you're going to talk to. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Here's another verse. This one's a, you guys all right? These are, these are pretty challenging verses here. It says, uh, be completely humble and gentle, it says in the NIV. Or meek is the word. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Again, this is a call in the scriptures for us to have, to, it, it says to be completely humble and gentle or meek. In verse, uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy, dearly loved, it says here, it says, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, and meekness, or gentleness, as it says here, and patience. It's teaching us to clothe ourselves. Right. It's not just, you know, it's, it's a covering. It's not just something we practice every once in a while when we gather together on Sundays. You know, like we need to cover ourselves, clothe it, you know, put on, you know, we, no, we don't want the speedo of compassion. Right. We want the, the parka. Right? It's probably not a visual you want, but that's kind of my point. Right. We don't, not just a little bit of humility and meekness and just, but clothe yourself, cover yourself. That's what the scripture is teaching us about this topic. Here's another one. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 24 and 25. It says, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome. Oh, that's a tough one right there. But must be kind to everyone. Able to teach. Not resentful. And then it says opponents must be meekly instructed or gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. Again, another place where we as followers have to be meek people. Titus chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, it says, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient to be ready to do whatever is good. It says to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and to always be meek or gentle toward everyone. <laughs> that covers pretty much all of it. Again, this is a follower of Jesus. Meekness. James chapter 3. Again, another place where this word appears in the, the New Testament, this, this Greek word for meekness. It says, James 3, verse 13, it says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the meekness or the humility that comes from wisdom. First Peter chapter 3, First time, you guys all right? There's a lot. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm, you're going, wow, this is a, a little more serious topic than I realized. There's a lot of it in the scriptures. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15, it says, But in your hearts set apart or revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. 
But do it with what? Meekness or gentleness, it says, and respect. The point is this. God values meekness. And as followers of his, this is something we have to embrace. Blessed are the meek, Jesus said, for they will inherit the earth. And I think that's part of what makes this passage so challenging. It's, it's the reward that Jesus offers, right? Jesus says, the meek will inherit the earth. This is so opposite of what many, I, I know for me, and what many people think about conquering the world, about doing something big, about doing something great. We don't think meekness is part of it. Jesus is saying that being gentle and being mild and being humble, that's how you win. That's how you dominate. That's how you conquer. That's how you be victorious. You know, I like to win. I can be very competitive sometimes. So sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's really bad. But I like to win. And I don't like to just win a little. I like to win big. I don't know if you remember that movie, Secretariat. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. It was out a long time ago. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, I'm going to totally spoil it for you. But man, you, you should have seen it by now, right? It's been out. And it happened in 1973. So you really should have seen, you know, know the story. But it's about a horse, you know, that that, that is just, you know, superior to all the other horses. And, and the, the movie sort of comes together the storyline well there's this one horse that it's going to run against and it's won all these other horse, these other races and it's going to it's going to win you know it's coming up against this other horse and they're going to race it out at the very end of the movie and i've never seen the movie i didn't really know the story when i watched it and 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 i thought oh i can i didn't know how this is going to end they're going to these two horses are going to battle it out it's going to be you know a photo finish and the secretary's going to cross the line just to nose it you know i kind of already had it all played out but then i watched the movie and it was nothing like that and the, the last big race of the movie, Secretariat just took off and was gone. <laughs> I mean, the other horse wasn't even close. It wasn't even a match. I mean, the Secretariat not only won, but like dominated. Like he was just clearly the winner. And so I love that movie because I love those kind of stories. I love, I love to win, but I love to just win by a, a, a just, just dominating win. And so when I read this, and Jesus says, this is how you inherit the world. It's through meekness. I struggle with that. I go, wow, that just sounds so counterintuitive to my nature. It's like playing golf. You know, I'm not a golfer and I've played golf, but golf is so hard for me because it seems like, you know, golf is one of these sports where you go out and you hit the ball and, and it, you know, okay, for me, I hit the ball and it's terrible. And then I hit it again and it's terrible. And then I hit it again and it's terrible. And I hit it again and it's terrible. And then I hit it once and it's amazing. And I go, yeah, I'm, I'm not so bad at this, right? You know, I can probably do this again. You know, that's, the, that's the, the lie of golf in my head. But the real problem with it to me, and the reason I think I, I just don't enjoy it is because it really is one of these sports where the calmer you are, the better you do. You know, if you go to a golf ball, you try to hit a golf ball like a baseball or like a hockey puck, you just, you know, I'm going to knock it way. No, it just doesn't work. The calmer you are, the more relaxed you are, the better that you do. And so I think that's why I struggle with it. And that's why meekness 
is such a challenge because the Bible teaches us that the road to, it's the meek that will inherit the earth. It seems so counterintuitive. Think of all the, 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 the nations, all of the people through history who have tried to conquer the world. I mean, think about the Assyrians. And then they were conquered by the Babylonians. And then you got the Persians. And then later you got Alexander the Great and the Greeks. And then later you've got the Romans who conquered the Greeks. And then later you've got, you've got Genghis Khan, who at his death, his empire encompassed half of the globe. And then think about the British. At one point, the, the, the sun never sat on the British flag. You know, think about then the Germans who tried twice to conquer the world and led the two world wars. Think about these these nations that have tried to conquer the world. Both of them have two things in common. One, they've had some sort of success, but they've all either completely disappeared or they're just marginalized and they're not world-dominated nations. But the other thing they have in common is they all tried the same non-meek tactics, (laughs) which is just conquer the world through sheer force. You know, we talk about winning the world for Christ. You know, we talk about taking the gospel, and we should. That is the goal. That is, that is a commission from God. But we've got a secret right here. You know, it's not all about our cool church services or our snazzy plans or our internet connection, which those are all good. and We, we need all those things. But that's not how we conquer the world. That's not how we reach the world. It's through our meekness. It's through our gentleness. Gentleness is powerful it is so powerful listen to proverbs 15 verse 1 it says a gentle answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger listen to proverbs 25 verse 15 it says through patience a ruler can be persuaded and a gentle tongue can break a bone for the power of gentleness And here's a good one, Philippians 4, verse 5. It says, let your gentleness be evident to all. The the Lord is near. You know, there was, uh, if you were held in a court of law and you were being tried, you were accused of being gentle. Would it be evident enough? Would there be enough evidence to prove you guilty of gentleness? You know, it's just too easy to be angry, isn't it? I mean, we we live in a world full of problems. And it's easy to let ourselves get sucked into that and become angry people. I was at a movie one time. This is pre-COVID. I was in line. My family had gone into the theater and I was in line getting the popcorn, right? And you know how that, you know, there's a little bit of tension because you're trying to get the popcorn before the movie starts and they're going a little too slow. But then the unthinkable happened. Somebody cut in line. And, and, and this was a long line, right? And someone just cut right in line, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I didn't see it at first because I was looking at my phone. But when I looked up, I saw it. And I didn't even have to say anything because the, the battle that ensued, the, the words that were exchanged, the rebuking that happened just from the other people. I mean, and that was just... Popcorn. (laughs) There are so many things. This world is full of hatred 
It's full of fear. It's full of racism. It's full of prejudice. It's full of killing. It's full of blaming. It's full of yelling. It's painful and it's wrong. But we have to be careful as Christians not to get sucked into that as well. Because see, the moment that we get sucked into that is the moment we cease to be a light. The moment that that changes our heart and, and makes us different and steals away our meekness is the moment that we stop being a light for Jesus. I'm not saying you don't get angry. Of course you do. There's a lot of things to get angry about. But what I'm saying is in our anger, as the Bible teaches, we don't sin. And we still continue to be like Jesus, even when things are different. Jesus is the only hope. He's the only hope for our world. And we are the light for Jesus. And we have to be that beacon of light that he calls us to be. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. So the question is, is do we really believe Jesus? Or are we tempted to take matters into our own hands in our lives? Do we really trust the prescription that he has given for what ails us? Or do we want to do it our way? James chapter one, here's another, another verse that has this meek, uh, th- th- this word meekness in it. James one, verse 19. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, he says, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and meekly, he says, or humbly accept the word that has been planted in you, which can save you. I've planted a lot of the word, a lot of word. And you may have to go back and listen to the recording to get all the word that has been planted in you. So meekly accept the word that has been planted in you. And where do we start? What do we do? Well, you go back to where we started. Jesus. That's where that's where it starts. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Does your soul need a break? Is your soul without rest? Is it restless? The answer is Jesus. That's where we find, that's where we find our hope. The point that I'm trying to help us understand, and I think Jesus is trying to teach us is this, is meekness is not weakness. In fact, it's the opposite. Meekness is the very heart of God. And God promises us that if we hold to him, and if we take on the heart of meekness, that he will be with us, and that we will inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth, the Bible says. Thank you so much for coming out today. Thank you for being uh, with us. Thank you for taking